1: I was talking to Brian Moran from Samcart yesterday, and they're doing a launch right now, traditional PLF launch, and they're doing it all through Messenger. So the videos are just Facebook videos that they're linking over to. And he said that because consumption's so high in Messenger, the last time they did this launch, the first video had like 20,000 views. They did the same thing this time around, just inside of Messenger. That first video has 120,000 views.
2: You're listening
1: to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns.
0: Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is episode 140, and we are here in San Diego recording live from the Dominate Web Media Tier 11 booth right in front of the Grand Ballroom here on the floor of Traffic and Conversion Summit 2018. I'm joined here by my awesome two co-hosts, Molly Pittman and Keith Krantz, and uh, we are psyched to record uh, together here uh, live, right from the booth. So you might hear a little bit of background noise here, a lot of craziness going on here at Traffic and Conversion Summit. Uh, It's our favorite event of the year, and uh, really looking forward to taking some questions from the crowd. We've got our man on the street, the Ryan Seacrest of Canada. Adam Killam here, who is the VP of business development at tier 11, and hopefully we'll be able to answer some of these questions. Some of these guys look like they're pretty smart. So let's get right into it. Let's do it. All right. We've got Facebook questions from the
3: crowd. Absolutely. And right now in front of us here is Louise Glendon, and she's from Click, Love, Grow. Hey, Louise. Say hello to everybody. Hi. And uh, what's your question today?
4: So I have a business and we have funnels uh, that have been up and running. We've tested the funnels all the way from uh, the opt-ins, the tripwires, core products, maximizer at work. So we have the data around the funnels and we've been optimizing things and we're sitting in that like six figures type of realm, few six figures. When can you make that mindset shift to go from a 5,000 a month ad spend, 10,000 a month ad spend to really scale it To take it to that next level.
2: What kind of business do you have first?
4: Online courses. So we teach moms how to use cameras and uh, women entrepreneurs how to create authentic content and storytelling content through images.
1: I think something that I've seen that's really important with scale is, you know, scaling is just a function of you know, increasing your budget. Right. But also scaling out to other audiences, creating new offers. It's really scary to spend that amount of money, though. And it is huge. Rob and I talked about this the other day. You really do have to have a mindset that allows you to be able to spend that amount of money. Right. And that's kind of what you're going through right now. In my opinion, a big part of that is just planning. Right. So if you sit down, plan out a budget, what you're comfortable spending, what you're comfortable spending at scale, it makes it a little bit less scary because you gave yourself permission to do so. Right. Uh, It sounds silly, but that's really how to overcome this, in my opinion, is to say we're willing to scale to this amount of money. It's them, you know, based off of the cash flow in our business. This is okay, right? And once you tell yourself it's okay, then you can actually do it, right? Uh, because it's really your your mind holding you back, in my opinion.
0: So your ad spend right now, I didn't quite hear what the level is right now.
4: Around about, I usually am happy to go to five six thousand a month. Okay. And I would love to have the capacity in my mind to go to twenty five thirty thousand a month.
0: Okay. So this is actually something that you know, we in the agency at tier 11 deal with a lot with new account managers, new ads managers, it's kind of getting to the point where they might've only gotten to three to $5,000 worth of ad spend. And that still is a lot of money. But what I try to do to get them to think bigger, like more of like the abundance mindset is take it in 100% increments. And if you think about it that way, and at that type of spend, let's say you're doing 5,000, think about like, all right, my next step is not to get to 25,000. My next step maybe is to get to 10,000. Yeah, and plan it out. That would be a little bit more on the aggressive side. So 5,000 to 10,000, get your mind around that, like what kind of cost per acquisition I would need at 10,000 too. So for something like that, doubling an ad spend, you probably could do probably just straight line budget scaling, you know, just expanding your budgets over time. But once you start to get to a certain point, you're going to be looking at your cost per acquisition. At some point, that type of scaling does
2: expand your cost per acquisition. It's just natural. It's natural. It just happens. And you guys are probably going after leads, I assume, right?
4: Yes, we have a range of lead magnets. So like a webinar or like a download? Uh, We do downloads. We do challenges and mini courses. And then that takes them into like a few different nurture sequence and then we ran. we still do live launches a lot
2: the thing is when it comes to scaling facebook ads to cold traffic big audiences if you have especially an information product it's all about cash flow one of the reasons why the product launch formula for a free video series doesn't work very well with paid traffic it's because it's a long time to nurture people and they might be new leads so you don't have a lot of time to be able to really nurture them to be able to make a big buying decision so it's all about how can we get to break even as fast as possible within 24 hours. That's the goal, right? If you can think in those terms, a lot of times it's actually not the lead, it's actually the, the upsell.
4: That's really good advice. So- our Tripwire pays for a quarter of our ad spend and it converts at about one and a half to 2%. So I feel like that's an area where we could optimize the conversions a little bit more.
1: Yeah, optimize that sales page, run retargeting ads. Messenger would be a great thing to leverage because people are actually opening those messages to follow up about the Tripwire. But yeah, I think a lot of this is financial planning. What are we willing to pay for a customer? What are we willing to spend then you have a plan in place and you're comfortable and you allow yourself to do it. But also thinking outside of the box, right? As you scale, how can we use things like Messenger, new tactics, new funnels, new audiences to get that cost per acquisition down? Because that's just natural as you scale. It's going to happen.
2: What's the price of your tripwire? What's the price of your first one-time offer? So
4: the price of my tripwire is $17. So they
2: opt in and then they get to the tripwire, $17. And when you said it's a 1% to 2% conversion, is that... Of people that have opted in?
4: Of people that have opted in. We have great conversions on the core product and we have a 20% conversion into our profit maximizer. So the other parts of the funnel are performing really well.
2: So it's the tripwire. That's your low hanging fruit. If you could get that up to just 5%. Yeah. Right. If you go from one and a half to five, now you're talking about 200% increase and now you're getting 200% more people to see your core offer, Right.
0: But you're also liquidating your ad cost right up front in that first transaction. If you could forex that.
1: I would focus on that. I would also try something really new, right? So you could remove the tripwire altogether, create a three-part video sequence that sells that bigger product, realize that you're going to have to wait a few days. But in a lot of markets, the tripwire actually can clog your funnel because it's keeping people from seeing what they actually wanna buy. So your tripwire, a tripwire, the concept is someone gives you a small amount of time or money. So after they opt in for the lead magnet, you could use a webinar, you could use just like a, you know, an online training video, a series of videos that sells that core offer and gets that core product more exposure.
0: And what's the price of that core product?
1: is 247,
4: but they usually don't get exposed to that. We have about an eight to 10 week cycle because we do live launches of that core product. So they usually, the Tripwire, it converts really well into the core product because they've had time to consume it, take part in some of our other free content in the community and then they're ready for the the live launch challenge or pre-launch that we do.
0: The crazy idea sometimes is that people think that they need to follow the sequence, like people aren't ready to buy within the first week or two weeks. But we find that if we actually reverse that thinking and put that core product closer to the first transaction, you actually realize more cash flow. And you also realize that you serve your customers better because you think in your mind, all right, I need to keep it away from them for a while because they're not ready, but are they? And that's really the big question. So, you know, I mean, we've got a case study that we're talking about today where we're selling a $600 product right in the newsfeed, $600 with like $200, $100 coupon but it's converting within 30 days to the point where the return on ad spend of 30 days is you know, upwards of 3X what they're spending on ads. So yeah. don't get trapped by this lead magnet tripwire core offer thinking.
1: Or that you have to make your money back in 24 hours. Like some markets, the cycle is different, right? So that's why it's all about your numbers. Are we willing to go 30 days? Are we willing to go 60 days?
2: One way to, to tie all this together for us, when we do a tripwire or f- say a free book plus shipping, part of that is always you get a training to go along with it. So if you're selling a higher ticket thing, 247, I'd consider that. That's a borderline. Like that's something you could sell on a thank you page video sales letter, but it's challenging to do. Webinar, much easier, right? Automated webinar. So you could make that as part of the tripwire. So then you actually bring it closer together. And then maybe you're selling something that's slightly different than your big launch, or maybe it's the recordings of, of the one previous. So you're selling it for like, 199 or maybe 99 and then when you do your quarterly things it's at 247.
1: That's really great advice. And then give them a discount like you said that's a great idea in the funnel that's the reason to buy now and not later. That's a really great idea thank you. Are you are you in Australia where do you live? I live in Adelaide. Cool I will be in Brisbane April 20th you should come. I would love to.
3: I think we've got another question out there, Ryan Seacrest of the North. This lovely lady's name is Lindsay.
1: What should marketers be excited about in terms of messenger marketing for the
2: rest of the year?
0: Looking forward to seeing more messenger stuff from Molly.
2: Chatbots. Chat
0: bots. Messenger
2: Molly. Messenger Molly. Yeah, I'm looking forward to integrating like chat messenger campaigns with uh, like Facebook Lives and using mini-launches instead of like the whole PLF style, but actually integrating stuff that works better with the platforms. Yeah.
1: I was talking to Brian Moran from SamCart yesterday and... They're doing a launch right now, traditional PLF launch, and they're doing it all through Messenger. So the videos are just Facebook videos yes. that they're linking over to. And he said that because consumption's so high in Messenger, the last time they did this launch, the first video had like 20,000 views. They did the same thing this time around, just inside of Messenger. That first video has 120,000 views. And they're about to open the cart today And, you know, we'll see. But if conversion rates are anywhere near what they were in the last launch, I mean, you've more than 5x the amount of people actually watching it.
0: Messenger changes so much stuff this year. Like how we all think about traditional Facebook and Instagram advertising. You have to think about it like Facebook advertising and Instagram. And then how would you integrate this over on the messenger side? Because of so many of the cool things that you're like on the cutting edge with, with many chat and everything that's going on over there. Nobody really knows still how to use it. Obviously, the episode where we talked with Dan about that, that's a big mind shift for a lot of people. You know, to answer your question, I would say definitely I'm not being facetious when I say, you know, learning more stuff about how we can actually integrate Messenger into our day to day.
1: That's how we're going to learn is by doing it and sharing the information. So, by the way, today we launched a free mini chat course, like 13 hours of video, 15 blueprints. So go to course. Minichat.com to learn more about that. But Ryan said something amazing in his keynote this morning. He said, conversation is the new lead, right? Everyone thinks about a lead as an email address. A lead used to be a phone number or an actual mailing address. So it's time to change how you think about what is a lead? Well, a lead is an opportunity to have a conversation with your market and a prospect and answer their questions, give them value so that they will you know, hopefully buy your product or service. And understanding
2: the social environment. So like Messenger, that's where people are at, right? Yeah. You're getting now almost like into their text messenger. And then things like when you integrate, let's say, like I mentioned earlier, a Facebook Live into that launch, right? Now people hear Facebook Live and they think, well, man, I don't want to do lives all the time. Well, what happens is is you get love from the algorithm massively.
3: So, hey, uh, why don't you tell us your name to start?
5: I'm Natalie Noel. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I own an agency, but we also have a few family brands, and one of them is a product, the e-commerce brand. And uh, we got our own Facebook rep for a little while. So it's called The Healing Soul. It's a product to treat plantar fasciitis. So I just wanted to, if you could elaborate on... When you find an audience and then you want to test a couple of different creative and then how to have where you have multiple ad sets, testing the creative for the multiple ad sets. And I don't know, just kind of smooth that process out because we're having internal arguments.
0: Yeah, right now, as of February 15th, the dynamic creative now is widespread in all of ads manager, power editor. Some people have ads manager, power editor, which is combined. Right now, that's the best way to split test all those different variables. The one thing that I would caution against is that if you have different avatars and you're trying to test like three different images and three different headlines, but the image and the headline don't work together, it could get
2: messy fast. Like sometimes an image might stand out more initially, but the copy is the thing that's going to make the, the biggest difference like during the next step as well, right? So. The other thing, too, would be, if you can do this, if you're doing video, would be to test different video intros. So if you can ever do a different 10-second intro, a 15-second intro.
5: But different attention-grabbing. Could you talk about the look-alike audiences? And if you create a look-alike audience of your customers, but then you also want to create a, a, like a cold interest base. Like I have a, a team member who's arguing with me that why would you create a cold audience in the same campaign? When you have a look like audience, Facebook should be finding the people who are in those interest groups that would be cold.
1: So you're saying like, should you use a lookalike audience and interest targeting? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just go with lookalikes? Yeah. yeah, I think it's like sort of the idea of horizontal scaling, right? Like there with the lookalike audiences, you could always go in and overlay the lookalike with the interest you're going to target to see how high of a percent of people are in both. I would say it's never more than like 10%. And what that gives you is the lookalike audience can work and the interest can work, right? They're just different ways to get in front of different people in your market, right? So you can't really compare and say, I mean, if I had to pick between the two, I would say I would pick a lookalike because it is based off of customer data or website data usually. But, you know, also interests help for scale and they can work too. So you can't continue to create more lookalike audiences every day right and the interests are you know endless almost so it's kind of like apples and oranges like i see lookalike audiences almost as like warm traffic in a sense the interests are so just like out there grabbing new people in your market in those ad sets where i used a few lookalike audiences and the others are interests the lookalikes didn't, you know, just absolutely outperform the interests, right? Like they're both good and, and they were pretty even. So lookalikes are great, but you can't manufacture a new one every day, right? So interests are a great way to find other people in your market.
0: You know, at a massive scale, like once you like in your ad account, how much are you spending per month roughly? For 10 fi- to
5: 20. 10
0: to 20. Okay. So at a certain point, you're going to want more and more audiences, depending on what your offer is like, you know, how blue sky it is, how general market it is. And uh, eventually after we test a lot of different individual, like interests, specific interests, and then specific, you know, other lookalike audiences we will eventually just want to take the best ones and lump them all together to simplify your campaigns instead of having you know, hundred ad sets, you know, what you ideally want is you want one campaign with like two ad sets one for your best lookalikes, and one for maybe your best interests, create saved audiences, then you just compare their overlap. And what you'll find is that in some cases you will have overlap between the two, but if it's if it's less than 20 or 30%, you're fine. That means you're not competing against yourself in those two audiences, yeah.
5: For this particular product, like we have a cost per acquisition of around $22, the product costs 99, but I don't think we have overlap. We get the 50 conversions a week. Yeah. But so I good. want it to go down.
0: You want the cost per acquisition to go down. 10 to
5: $20. That's. I mean, I, I hear you guys talk about a hundreds of dollar product and your cost per acquisition sometimes is like under $10. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's hard to compare because every market is so different, right? And every product is different. But if you want to decrease, where I would start is like completely new hooks, right? Like how can you write? Very different ad copy that's going to speak to a different end result, new creatives, and that's what I would focus on versus like optimizing, you know, little things inside of each campaign. I always just create something totally new. I usually created a new campaign for each hook and different targeting, so that way you're not trying to test at the ad level. So
5: just multiple campaigns, and then exactly just keep that it way you and... can
1: get that
3: that reach that you want. Hey, Ruben, how are you? Say hi to everybody.
6: Hi, everyone in the podcast. I'm Ruben. <laughs> Ruben, where are you from? I'm from Cancun, Mexico. Awesome. Yeah, and I hear your podcast every day while walking my dog. I teach digital marketing for Latin America. Actually, I'm a certified partner, certified trainer now for ah. digital marketers. So I love your podcast. Awesome. Last post- podcast was about din- dynamic creative and I just running a campaign of that. So I heard half of the podcast. I started trying it uh, because before I tried the Michigan method uh, and it worked well for a client that I had. So yeah, it's really amazing. And I work a lot the things that you guys teach, but it's hard to Keep the pace and every episode i try to implement but it's really it's hard and also i love the all the messenger marketing stuff we are huge fans our website is aprendamosmarketing.com, and a lot of it is based on the things that you guys say so we are huge fans awesome
1: nice to meet you guys
6: i would
0: say this to you guys don't get tantalized by the shiny objects like messenger is really cool right now but because we work with this girl over here We're like on so leading edge, cutting edge, but you don't have to do all of it still to get the result that you want. I mean, even in the agency in tier 11, we still don't use Messenger on all of our customers. So, but we focus on just rock solid, really good ad copywriting basics.
3: Next up, we've got Jan Zanz, the relationshipprogram.com. And Jan has a question for all of you. Thank you. Um, so my wife and I
7: just launched our first e-course. It's called the relationshipprogram.com and it's designed to help people in all of their relationships. And so we're specifically targeting people who our first market that we're targeting is people who are in relationships, maybe having some trouble and looking to bring more love and joy to their relationships, less arguments, less upsets. So we have a friend who has a successful podcast that has over a million downloads And she's offered to drive traffic to our landing page. And so we really haven't done a lot of testing yet. So I don't know what's the best lead magnet. Like I don't wanna just have everybody come and go and not capture their information. So really looking for like, what would you recommend without a lot of scientific testing in order to just uh, as a first step? Like it's the one thing you can say, all right, this is their biggest pain point. From our experience, people don't feel gotten. Like they don't feel heard. That's what creates upsets because you should know me by now. If you love
0: me, you would understand me. Mm -hmm. Do you have a resolution for that question? How to
3: make sure your partner understands you.
0: We absolutely do. So I would do a quick landing page, quick opt-in with that big headline. And then on the fulfillment page, just put, you know, resolve it with maybe part of your content. Like one of the things that we found is that if we actually put content from a course out to cold traffic, that would actually warm people up so much so that they'd actually buy the products. Ah. So an, an account that Adam and I worked on, we we're like, all right, well, they've got nine modules of all this stuff on, you know, really, really good stuff on how to take photos with iPhones. Like, let's take your four or five best snippets of that. That is a video out in the newsfeed and then get them to buy the course. So it was like, we just figured out like the three or four or five things that people really wanna know in that market and we got sales off Facebook from it. You don't even need to go that far, but like think about this in the context of maybe an overall Facebook strategy, you could definitely do that, but for your purposes here, take that snippet of content and have that as your lead
1: magnet. you, you not feel understood in your relationship? Click here to understand how you can X. I think something too for this market that works really well is like, it's very personal and you kind of want to figure out like, are the issues I'm having, how how bad are they on a scale, right? Like what's normal, you know? Um, And a mechanism, a lead magnet mechanism that's good when you're in that type of market is a quiz. Right. You could build a simple quiz. You could build it through messenger in like an hour that just asks people questions about their relationship and spits out some sort of answer that gives them more of an idea of what they really need to work on. Um, So that's another idea. I love the lead magnet, like free online training video about one topic or strategy they could opt in for. You could also have a quiz that helps them identify what the real problem is in their relationship. And then pitches your course, right? Because that's going to be the answer to their problem.
2: What's your lead magnet and first offer right now?
7: Right now, we have two lead magnets. We have on the sales page, we have a pop-up that is to a webinar. And we also have a webinar sign-up page. And if they don't sign up, we have a pop-up for a free gift. What's
2: your two lead magnets called?
7: Well, we're going to change it. Right Right now, it's the four keys to having the relationships you want. And so based on this conversation and other conversations we've been having, we're really gonna focus on the question that you asked, which is what's keeping people up at night and that's feeling not understood and not heard and gotten.
1: And you could even create something that feels really tangible like a template or a script of like how the ideal conversation would go with your partner to fix this issue, right? You wanna make sure it's not too broad that it sounds like a blog post or a podcast episode or someone that they should, something that they wouldn't opt in for, like the more tangible you can make it feel, whether it's like a worksheet or a script or, you know, a checklist that could be really helpful in these situations.
0: Right. I I almost think about it as like we had a, a real estate investing customer a while back and that flips houses. But the biggest thing for those people was actually getting the money to flip the house. But like, well, I'll go to a private investor. I'm like, well, what do I say? <laughs> what do I do? Our lead magnet was the 14 words you must say in order to fund your next flip. Immediately, <laughs> conversions like quadrupled. It's still a lead magnet on the site to this day because it gave somebody this little template. You don't have to say it exactly in these 14 words, but you could have little snippets like conversation starters, like, because that's probably the hardest, most <laughs> difficult being in a relationship um, thing to actually begin with. Like, how do I begin it? Give me something to just push me over the edge so I can actually have the conversation.
2: The biggest way to really win big with social uh, advertising like Facebook and Instagram is to, if you can give them an aha moment, like make them aware of a solution or problem they didn't know existed kind of thing, or of course give them that value, right? So number one, it sounds like they're laying awake at night one of the biggest frustrations is that they feel misunderstood by their partner. So, let's say you had a first line. Have you ever felt misunderstood by your partner? Another way to frame it would be something like, did you know that 80% of relationships that go bad happen because one partner doesn't feel feels misunderstood. Da-da-da. And then what you want to go from there is figure out a way to show them how to make their partner understand them better right so like anyway if you were going to do like the the photography one you were talking about where they were given the photography tips in the news feed let's say it was a long copy ad or a video ad you would give them one or two things or maybe your lead magnet what molly was saying was like the four things or five things you can do in the next 10 minutes that will make your partner understand you you know what i mean you could actually give them some tangible piece of advice to give them a win right in the news feed where they like do these two things. It's like giving somebody a recipe, right? Try this tomorrow, this exercise.
3: An example of an aha moment might be you need to understand your partner first in order for them to understand you. Because it flips it on its head. It's not what they were thinking maybe when they saw the ad, but when they read the copy and that's the lesson that you teach them, it's counterintuitive. Because they thought they were just going to get a lesson on how they can be understood. But the lesson is you need to understand your partner. That's, that might be an example of an aha moment.
7: So from what I just heard you say, Adam, is that you would recommend having the aha moment maybe in the copy before they opt in? or
3: They might have an aha moment watching your video or re- reading your copy, and then they're going to get even more when they opt in.
2: You might say something like, have you felt like your partner just doesn't understand you? Well, odds are that you don't understand them, which is causing this, right?
0: Flips the idea on its head.
2: And you also don't
1: want it to feel like they're flawed because if they feel like to fix this problem, they have to do some, it's all about them. It could feel a little weird.
7: So to say back what I heard, so one, so Ralph, you suggested really like a landing page um, with an opt-in with a video afterwards Mm -hmm. and And Molly, you talked about a Facebook Messenger strategy. And I love both and I want to do both. So my follow-up question is, where does a sales page come into play?
1: After the consumption of the lead magnet. So you give them the answer to the quiz or you deliver the online training. And then that immediately goes into, you know, a pitch because it should be seamless. You're obviously experiencing these issues. You know, this is what we talked about. Here's how the course will help.
0: Yeah, you know. You would have to solidify it down to the reason why people buy your course to begin with. I mean, this is all about having a better relationship with your spouse, right? So this is one strategy to get you closer there and start implementing this today. However, if you found that this is useful, then I have an entire course. You can easily sort of transition into the pitch, so to speak, without making it seem like a bait and switch. That's the biggest part of that thank you page that you have to fulfill on the promise and then say, all right, now your next step after you do this and now that you know this is I have a course that talks all about this with all kinds of other great tips and advice to really help you and your spouse have a better
2: relationship. There's different ways to do that, but you can do that with like your thank you page video could be walking them through that lead magnet And then, of course, the logical next step is and
1: then follow up with email. And yeah, but you want it to feel like what you gave them is valuable. But it's just one small piece of a much bigger puzzle. You could even say, you know, relationships are just or romantic relationships are just one part of all the relationships we have as humans. Right. Relationships with money, food, you know, et cetera. This course is going to teach you all of that.
2: So it's like if you're giving them, people love recipes, right? You're giving them a recipe, but then you still have to go buy the food and then there's other meals. So you might give them like the four things to say or the one exercise that you and your partner can do in the next 24 hours, but then there's still going to be much more they want to continue on. Let's say you were giving them four or five things. Well, if your program goes deeper into all of those, you know what I mean? And you can talk about those while you're subtly, authentically pitching your product.
7: That's amazingly helpful. Awesome. Thank you so very, very much. Thanks for coming.
3: Great question.
1: Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.
2: Oh well. oh
3: well. okay. Next time. Okay. Okay.
0: John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.